We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou. That was a good in-season tournament game we watched tonight. Little little uh little Pacers Celtics. Uh thankfully we didn't need to watch the Warriors blow a 20 plus point lead. They're giving us a nice like five-day gap to regain, regain ourselves. You know, we got we gotta watch the Niners win. Um it's just Sometimes you need a you need a few days to recenter yourself a little bit. He's in good mood. It's just going to be a great <laughs> show. We're, we're, this is not. I'm not going to be whining today. I'm not going to be. I promise. We're going to do like 45 an hour, and I'm not going to whine. It's going to be amazing. And we've got a great guest to kick us off. Right? Let's go. Yeah, my guy from SDPN in Toronto, Esfandiar Barahini. How are you What's doing, my man? On? I'm good, man. I'm good. Appreciate y'all having me on. I will call cap on not complaining, though, Andy. I feel like uh, there's going to be one or two complaints. I already got the itch. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I already got the itch. I'm just I'm I'm watching Halliburton play and I already got the itch. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll start with other stuff first. Yeah, that game was crazy, man. That game was crazy. So um, if you don't know, S covers the Toronto Raptors and uh, he threw out a curious tweet, which aligns with the current state of the Golden State Warriors. So I thought, what better topic than to kick off trade season here? S tweeted out last week, let's call it Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know, I'm bad at math right now. Yeah. Feels like the team that is going to emerge as a Pascal Siakam spot because of their own internal pressures is Golden State. Oh, I know. You you threw this one out there after the uh in-season tournament loss to Sacramento. The blunder. Yes, yes. I mean, this is how you know the season's gone sideways for us. I'm like, which 20-point blunder was this in response? (laughs) There's been too many of them. Um, So so let's start here. Why do you think that – so I I guess the bigger question thing here is, let me speak for my segment of Warrior fans. I'm very skeptical that Masai Ujiri will trade Pascal Siakam because the last – few years they are the team who teases trades but yep. does not make them yeah so do you believe he'll actually be traded and tell me why you think that i mean you're right in feeling that way there's no 
reason for you to feel like that is wrong <laughs> because of the way that he's kind of approached things over these last couple of years. Like you mentioned, we can go back and look at Kyle Lowry, right? Uh, and in 2020 and them deciding to, you know, not mo move off of him and then trade him at in the summer, sign and trade. Uh, then you go to Fred VanVleet, obviously, last year. And now they're in a similar situation with Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. Um, and ultimately, this is the exact same position they were in last year because there were conversations of, oh, will they trade Pascal? Will they trade OG? Will they trade Gary? They decided to trade neither or any of them. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're very valid in feeling that way. But at the same time, it feels like they've kicked this can down the road about as far as it can go. Um, and you can maybe rationalize to yourself, okay, well, Fred Van Vliet isn't worth $44 million. Letting him walk is fine, right? Uh, you can rationalize to yourself that Kyle Lowry, you know, maybe he didn't want to go to Philadelphia. You send him to a place that he wanted to in Miami. Okay, that's fine. But with Pascal, with OG, uh, you're in a situation where these guys are like extremely valuable, depending on their cases, obviously expiring contracts, all that stuff, um, to other teams. And you could probably help yourself move in a different direction. So you can't really miss up this opportunity to try and move. You know, what are, what are the chances for each of them that they're going to resign with the Raptors? Resign with the Raptors. Um, I would say OG's likelihood is very high. Um, I, like, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think they're kind of linked. I don't think they can resign hmm. both. I would be very skeptical ah. of them resigning both. Hmm. I think it's an either or situation. And, because of OG's age, because of like the reported like, hey, he wants a larger role and all that stuff. Um, and the Raptors kind of moving towards, you know, I wouldn't say a reset, but just like a shift with Scotty. There's going to be more opportunity for him here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I would I, I would say o OG is more likely to be re-signed than Pascal as yeah. of today. It makes sense. I mean, that, that makes sense. He's the younger I don't think he can be better in a bigger role. Um, but yeah, you're not gonna who's gonna tell him that because he's he, never exactly. had that bigger role, right? So exactly. But he yeah. also um he kind of profiles better to play off ball because like Sc Scotty is kind of who they're gonna build around, correct? I mean, that's that's uh, the point. Absolutely. I mean, you give yeah. him more playmaking roles, probably not good, but eh, whatever. That's they don't have, really have a choice. But, right? but you live with it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what yeah. can you do? Um he's yeah. a young, he's the younger guy, but um I mean that, that leaves Pascal Siakam, which always makes the most sense. Um, for the war because the Warriors it was reported by Shams multiple times right at the trade deadline that the Warriors were looking at OG which kind of it yeah. shocked me a little bit because I was like of all the guys like that's I mean it fits the Warriors perfectly but I was like Toronto's gonna trade him it's mm -hmm. kind of weird and I guess it was also reported Masai asked for 15 first round picks so he was unserious <laughs> as always um, it was only 14 um, <laughs> right, so I guess what do you I mean that leaves this guy right sample yeah. yeah. that leaves this guy as the as the the trade target there for I think it's fair that OG is the guy they I guess gets involved in these the most often just because like the plug equilibrium play. yeah plug and play right but also the equilibrium of like guy on a good contract right now at least last year it was like you get one and a half years of him on a good contract and then you have to pay him and he's like relatively young compared to the other guys in Pascal who's nearly 30 you know what I mean so I think there's there's a reason he keeps getting mentioned in these trades because of the value, but yeah, uh, they're going to want a lot for him. So, well, it's just also OG. So 
he can he's a better shooter yeah um, defensively i i he's probably been more productive but i call it a wash they're both very gifted defensively if they want to play uh it, like he just his it's easier to plug him out a superstar pascal you know ball in his hands like how many play how many teams are looking for a guy who they have to kind of slot in the ball mm-hmm. handling and kind of self-creation. That's why yeah. it would be perfect for the Warriors because I think the biggest complaint about the Warriors right now is twofold. One, size. He addresses that. Two, mm-hmm. shot creation outside of Steph Curry. He addresses that. So yeah. uh, it, it's a, it's an easy fit. I guess I want to take this in a little bit of a different direction on this one, which is what on the Warriors would actually interest the Toronto Raptors, because we can sit here and say like, Oh wow, we really want Siakam. Oh, we really want Giannis, whatever. Like it takes two. Do the Warriors actually have stuff that would interest the Raptors in the direction they're going? Are they actually looking to shift in a different direction? Like these are, it's, it's the question you actually have to address. I mean, that's a fair question because I think if there was some sort of bidding war for Pascal and there were team other teams other than the Warriors that were interested, I'd probably say the Warriors get outbid because there's just other stuff out there. And like there's sure. like better younger guys out there that might be involved in this. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I'm just kind of guessing here. Um, but if it is like slim pickings and the Warriors are involved in this, I know for a fact that the Raptors love Jonathan Kaminka. They have loved him since the draft. Uh, they have always been fans of his game that would probably be a main piece of what they would want back. Uh, Salary-wise, you guys would have to inform me on what that would be, you know, because there's a mul- there's multiple different people that you can mention as the salary proponent of this, and that depends on y'all, right? Because I don't want I don't want to open a can of worms and it's like, well, give uh, me the clay. Obvious, there's three options. There's yeah, obvious, I know, I know. There's yeah, there's, there's Chris Paul, there's Andrew Wiggins, there's Clay Thompson, and all three kind of send you into three different directions. So actually, my question is to you because Sam and I are going to debate this forever. But I ask question <laughs> yeah. to you: is, What would Masai care? What will Masai want? Does, does he yeah, want someone question. that he can just like? Because like, here's Chris how Chris Paul's just salary relief. Exactly. So does he want Chris Paul because he's just just going to play half a season, just going to be gone? Does he right. want Clay Thompson, who you know maybe he can re-sign at a smaller? Maybe he wants a vet guy like that who, who spaces the floor for OG because for OG and Scotty. Or does he want Andrew Wiggins, who's a little younger, still in his prime, right? Um, as Bill Simmons says, he's Canadian, um, that, that type of thing. So I'm curious what you think Masai would, would want of those three guys. Because yeah, I'm hoping question. it's Chris Paul, but I it's doubt a, it is. It, it's a good question. I would be surprised if it's Chris Paul, especially because yeah. – and I know how wild it is to say this, but they do have Dennis Schroeder sort of occupying the <laughs> I'm going to be the leader type role. And I'm not saying you just dismiss – uh you know chris paul for that but at the same time like they already have the guy who is the asshole on the team that like tries to lead them you know what i mean they they have that role filled i would be surprised if they go out and get chris paul although him and chris paul and darko ryakovich uh all played on that okc team like so like maybe oh, there's I totally a forgot there. it was it was schroeder uh chris paul and shea yeah yeah the whole yeah 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 like, so like wow. maybe there's there's a connection there i don't know but i i think if I had to pick, I'd probably say he, they go for Clay. You guys say no to Clay, and then they you, they would settle on Wiggins being the salary coming back. And then like it's Wiggins, Kaminga, and by the way, I think the Raptors would probably ask for more after that too. We just had a conversation about what Masai sure. would want 
you know what I mean? And how much he's going for guys. Like, of he's gonna, course, he's, he's, he's going to yeah. see how much he can get out of you and then make a yeah. decision on where exactly. Your line is. <laughs> I would I would imagine it's like, hey, give me Moody, give me pods and like give me kicks too. <laughs> well, I think it's and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know where you guys land on that, what the offer essentially would be. But I think the idea of a Pascal trade is like a couple prospects. If the prospects aren't highly touted, picks involved. And then salary. And then I, I think that's where you go from. So there. I think where the complication comes for the Warriors perspective is they don't view Wiggins as salary. Like if he's yeah. in the trade, he's viewed as a actual piece. Chris Paul is salary filler at this yeah. stage. Even if he can help you. Right. Uh, he's an expiring contract. And whenever this trade is executed, there'll be 25 to 30 games left in the season so it's like how much can you really get out of that wiggins resigned for a reasonable extension 24 to 25 a year probably less than it's going to take to resign og and nobi i think right. they're similar players on aggregate og's a little more consistent wiggins highs are a little higher um and but like the the point i'm getting at is there's zero chance the warriors are including wiggins as just like contract fill as just as just get yeah, yeah get him out of, you know i agree i agree I um yeah. and and and, uh, and like they shouldn't even if he's been playing poorly he's displayed that he's uh capable of being a winning player so yeah and he's been better as of late right like correct me if i'm wrong but he's been better as of late compared to his played a good game season. and then jammed his finger in the car door in the kia <laughs> I don't know. So hey, it's like, we, I'm in a bad we, mood over that. We've we've all been there. I have you guys ever slammed your finger on a car door? That shit hurts. That shit hurts. Anyways. No, I haven't because I'm not a <laughs> keep, it, let's keep, it move, let's keep it moving. I literally have not. It's not something I do. Okay. I mean, who I, so I'm 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 so I'm gonna pull this up right now. And for those listening to the pod, which is majority of people after the fact, it's worth noting the Warriors can't trade oh, boy. Kuminga. And Wiggins for Siakam, even if they want to, it just doesn't work cap wise. Right. They are, um, let's say, five million dollars short, so they're gonna have to include stuff to get there. Um, so to your point, they could throw Moses Moody in, but that's pretty rich to throw that's in a, yeah. three of your, I don't know, yeah. four best wings on your team. So you start looking at kind of wider scenarios to uh, this sort of deal. And I guess my question is. Is anyone off the table other than Scotty Barnes for Toronto? Because I feel like if a trade with the Warriors and Raptors happened and it didn't center around Chris Paul's expiring plus stuff, mm -hmm. it's going to be one of those things where it's like a lot of things compiled together, moving in different directions. And yeah, we're, we're all like looking at the next day is like, I'm not sure. Did they get better? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. You know that? No, that's a good question. Honestly, I think everybody outside of Scotty and maybe Grady, is available and okay. again I, like we had that conversation with og about like how unlikely that is but i think at the right price they would consider it everybody else i would imagine is probably available so and the raptors do have the salary necessary to trade back to you guys too you just added that young there's also auto porter jr you guys want auto back you can go ahead and get auto porter jr back auto uh, would be adored if he came back he <laughs> he's the epitome of one year could not have performed better in his role and then left on a high note, you know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't be can't bad, you know. The man the man helped you win a title. Yeah. 
him, and then you've been chasing a player to replace his role ever since. Exact type of player. I mean, they yeah. did that with GP two, literally, so you could run that again mm-hmm. after back to back trade deadlines. Just get guys that you probably should have never let get away uh, in the first place. I'm curious uh, with Toronto yeah. here as as Sam pulls up the trade trade machine. Um, what else? What else? What what is else the path for Toronto here? Because is is it contention? Is it just kind of play the middle forever? Is it bottoming out? I don't think that's the move, right? Because mm-hmm. some of that is going to tell us what is going to happen in the trade deadline. It, it doesn't feel like Toronto wants to do anything but win 42 games a season. That's what it feels like to me. The I would I think that answer is probably part thinking of where the ownership group is at. Um, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, right? Rogers and Bell, they're the owners of those things. Th- those they're like the TNT, ATT and like whatever Verizon sure. of, of us, right? Um, that's the two telecommunication companies. They own the Raptors. They are very like, we are gonna be as conservative as possible. I think they've only dipped into the tax once, and that one time was the championship year. So yeah, they're happy with playoff gate revenue. Mm. They're cool with being a six, seven seed, an eight seed, mm. whatever it is. Um, like it. You know what I mean? So I think ultimately it's they are okay playing it from the middle, like you said. And yeah. hey, what does that mean for this team? I think, you know, given the fact that they don't have their pick this year, it's top six protected to San Antonio. They probably aren't going to move Pascal anytime soon. They're going to wait till the buzzer in order to move a guy like that because they want to stay afloat and hope that, you know, until the deadline, there may be at or around 500 and then they can potentially move a Pascal and hope that the pieces they get in return keeps them at a certain level where that, you know, where that, you know, as (laughs) much as I, as much as Joe Lacob sometimes gets some, get some, get some, you know, some slander. I just, I can't imagine rooting for that, you know. And, and it's I, and tough, I, and man. I, agree. I like yeah. Scotty, but you know, you and I know that Scotty's not a superstar. Like he's not. Not in year three. Team. <laughs> What's that? Not, yeah, not right three. now. Yeah, definitely not right now. Not yeah. in year three. I I, I, lo- I like him because I, he's my type of player. He can pass. He's smart. He can defend a little bit. Hopefully, in the future, uh, can't really shoot right. So, but but he's just he's not like he's not carrying this team anywhere in the future, right? They're gonna you guys are gonna need another star, and like maybe is of that course. bottoming yeah. out or is that moving someone? I don't know. It kind of kind of annoys me to hear that they're just okay with being a first round team. I don't know. It just annoys me. I, I think know. like I think they they've always I don't know. It's just they they don't necessarily have an incentive to suck right now because of the picks, because of okay. the whole okay. situation of of like ownership yeah, they and they'll get just, their pick if they bottom out this year. So what's the right. point? Yeah, exactly. And and beyond that, I think it's just this it, this look at like okay, you bottom out you have the potential to be the Detroit Pistons. And we were seeing how that's happening right now, right? You bought them out. You have the potential. It could take a long time. The Orlando Magic have been looking for a really, really long time to get that, like, good core. They finally have that. It, I don't know. I'm just saying it takes a while for these rebuilds, so I can understand their apprehension to doing that. But to your point, like, the only way to get another star alongside Scotty is through the draft for this team they, or through trade or through trade. And they're not going to be able to sign free agents. We, we, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But like, it's either draft these guys 
or you're trading for them. You guys are going to Otani, I heard. I, we are, yeah, yeah, this is the, the real Jays. free agency decision we should talk about, actually. <laughs> yeah, that just came out of nowhere. The Toronto Blue Jays got in there. Your GM isn't even at the winter meetings. I just saw that pop up like 30 minutes ago. Like you, I think Toronto fans and Giants fans are about the same because it's like, because it's like neither team like is 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 gonna get it's him. Actually, but it's both teams the are reading like reading these rumors, like because because I was reading this article today from from on the Athletic talking about how the how the the Blue Jays like yeah. you guys made the playoffs, but you guys you guys lost early again, and now you guys have you raising tickets and all this stuff, and so you got to get fans and seats. And I'm reading that, and I'm like, oh shit, that's exactly <laughs> what the Giants are going through. They're just trying to get people to go to games. Right, like right. that's their number one goal. I don't think the Giants care about winning games. They're number one goal yeah. is getting people to give a fuck. And now I think Toronto's a way better team. You guys have good players, stuff like that. But, but I think that's like the interesting part of all a lot of these teams. And I guess maybe yeah. back to, to to the Raptors. Like, no, let's talk about Shohei, man. Listen, look at you. We might as well. Look how happy you are. Look how happy you are. Let me pull up some photoshops. That's that's what we need to be talking right now. I I does he look better in does he look better in a Blue Jays uniform or a Giants? He does. I'm not gonna lie. He does. I'm not gonna lie. Listen, I'd be lying to you if I said I was a big baseball guy. Other than like whenever they're in the playoffs, but damn, would I be a big baseball guy if they got Shohei Itani? Yeah, that's like you getting Michael Jordan at that point. You know. Um, yeah, that would be that absolutely amazing. wild. That is amazing. I, I, I agree with you. I, I would be I would be surprised as hell if they end up getting shot. It would shock. I think like Twitter and t- Toronto Twitter would be on fire for like at least a week. But yeah, yeah, no, you fun. wouldn't even have to worry about the Raptors anymore. You could, yeah, just, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is secondary. the best I could do with Photoshop. It's <laughs> not even good. I mean, it's, it's like this is like a 480p thumbnail. Well, you know that that's the thing with with Toronto is they're not used to doing photoshops, right? Like Lakers fans, they got they got they got these photoshops. Got... Like I'm sure the Dodgers fans already got Shohei in the jersey. They got like a million of them. But I will say there's fans. this really cool one where like Shohei is actually on the field and they've they've cropped like the whole Blue Jays. It looks good. Yeah. Whatever. Co- comments Soon. that I've been putting in work, dude. I've been waiting for this moment for like over two years. I will say I've, there's I've been, there's nothing there's nothing more waiting. fun than like the week of you know, it's all rumors. Nobody knows what's going on. And Shohei's yeah. worse than most in the sense of like, I, I don't care how connected you are, Jeff Passon or Ken Rosenthal. I kind of don't believe you know anything, you know? like Nobody knows very, anything. Well, they yeah. don't. I mean, you've seen their reports. <laughs> yeah. They're not even reports. It, it's it's kind of a <laughs> joke. I mean, like, I don't know. They're good. But it's just, it's, damn, it's they like, really I, heard, I heard they want him. Yeah, it's like, yeah right, right. It's like, <laughs> I... Uh, Morosi, who is another, I guess, sort of plugged in guy, is talking about like, yeah, well, the Giants really want Shohei Otani. It's like that's not a report. That's not a report. It's like, I hope, I hope that's they do. Statement. Like, yeah, yeah. Not a report. <laughs> I could have said that six years ago. I could have reported that. I hope. Oh, I hope but... any team with ambition wants him. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it is only for some reason. It is only down to like four teams for whatever reason. So I guess there's like the Mets and the Yankees. Like I guess those teams just gave up, right? So I yeah. So there is. I you guess what Dodgers, Giants, Jays, and who was the Cubs? Cubs. Cubs. Oh, Cubs, right. Yeah. Right. So like those are the yeah, but I heard the yeah, the Braves maybe back in it. Are the Rangers around? I don't know. I don't it's know. All, Let's just uh, add all teams. Yeah. The Cubs the Cubs make a lot of sense, I think. Because I think the Cub the Cubs are pretty close. They've got another Japanese player on the team. Like it, it, the, like fact does, the fact he the fact he doesn't hey, don't, talk. Don't the Blue Jays too? I feel like the Blue Jays have a hold on one second. Okay, I may I be swear wrong. We do. I, 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 I should know I, this. The fact that he just doesn't we still have Kikuchi. One second. <laughs> the fact that he doesn't talk 
means you can just spin yourself in circles to justify oh, yeah. every market. You're like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chicago makes sense. Yeah. Not a bad time zone for Japan. That's They're all the up and up, you know, <laughs> They're coming together. Yeah, he's a smart team. You know, he's a smart player. He sees what they're building. Like, like I said, about like 15 teams. So, <laughs> but, you, but you know, him going to the Braves and Dodgers is kind of, I don't know, those teams are 110 win teams, right? It's not as. Yeah. Yeah, but, so what, many, what, yeah, but what do they really do? So, I mean, they don't win championships. That's true. Like, right. I mean, the Braves won one. <laughs> I, I can just, I could just hear the copium on your house. He's like, he's not going to go to the Dodgers. That's taking the easy way. It's like the Kevin Durant move. <laughs> I'm okay with him going to the Cubs, but yeah, him going to the Dodgers because he's signing a 10, 12 year contract. And dude, if you got to tell me he's going to, he he's going to grind too much. Listen, decade in LA, bro. I will. Juan I might not Soto. Show yeah. Yeah. Juan Soto and Shohei coming to Toronto, man. I believe it. I believe it. I'm only. I only want one. I don't. I don't even give. I, one. Bu- <laughs> fuck it. Let's get both. Andy's, Andy's you know? being. Andy's being modest right now. I was like, I don't care, man. The standards are so low for 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 us over here. The Giants. And he's trying so to much money. clear Conforto level. Just Dude, to be better. <laughs> listen, they paid over three hundred million dollars last year for Carlos Correa. Over three hundred million dollars, and then and then got buyer's remorse. (laughs) (laughs) But like the ownership, they signed off on over three. And Carlos Correa is not a superstar, right? I was excited because I was like, whatever, we get someone. Then Shohei might get a bag. Oh my god, how much do you think he's gonna sign for? No, okay, no, no. I'm just saying, like, what? what, How much do you think he's gonna sign for? What's the well, a desperate team like the Giants? Do you think he? Do you think he gets an offer from the Giants? Well, well over six. Damn. You think he'll sign with the Dodgers? Like, let's say he's like, okay, I'm going to the Dodgers. Do you think he gets two, let's say, final offers? Giants, he gets a 648, and the Dodgers give him like a 550. You think? <laughs> and the Dodgers go like, <laughs> Have you five. considered the fact that the Giants leak is them trying to get the Dodgers to up the offer? I mean, Ooh. I hope that's not the Giants, like, that that's that was heartbreaking. Sad, right? It's yeah, kind of sad. Like I don't. Yeah. It's just sad. <laughs> like your your only move yeah. at that point is to like, oh, I'm gonna make the Dodgers spend more money. Like, I don't know, man. It's really sad. It's that really sad. Not only are the Dodgers twenty times better than you, your your only hope is to you're you're losing out on the greatest free agent ever, and you're just like, all right, we're gonna make him pay fifty million more dollars. I'm I'm cooked. I'm a cook. I'm saying, well, we might as well t- let's let's put bets on the number. I'm saying 625. Whew. I have no. We're gonna play. We're gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna play prices <laughs> that's, right rules that's right crazy. now. We're just gonna. Yeah, exactly. And if it was only 580, it would be like, oh, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going 625. That's my number. I'm going right under 650. Like what? What I said. Six six forty eight. Damn. I think the Giants I think the Giants overpay him and get him. I mean, there's no overpay at this point, but I you know, I gotta pray. Oh, right? I think the Giants just just give him everything. Oh, you really you've talked yourself into it. Sam, I'm you gonna, know I'm gonna this. Yeah, I text you're in this, this every man. I text Sam I'm lighting every day. you, I'm lighting you on fire because it's not <laughs> happening. I've listen, if I was in your position, I am in your position. I need the Jays to to sign this guy. Get back into you know, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I, it's all <laughs> it's all I've got. It's and people are asking me, like people text me like well, you know that's not gonna happen. It never happens. I'm like, yeah, well, sometimes it might. You. One time, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Let me dream, and then I'll be depressed <laughs> and angry again. Then I'll watch, you know, the Warriors go up by 25 again, and and you know, I'd really love win. to see them not blow a 20 point lead. That'd be great. They'll go up by 20 against the Blazers because the Blazers aren't good. Well, they'll hold that one, then they'll whatever. That's a different. <laughs> hey, I will say on the uh, baseball aside. 
Pascal would be such an ideal fit for this team. Uh, and yeah. I, so I, like that's, that's like beyond the whole, everything else that we just talked about, if it's possible or, or not, like where he wants to go is probably a place where he wants to win. And I think there might not be a better spot for him to do that than golden state. Um, so yeah, that was going to be my question for you. So if the warriors are serious about bidding for him, um, mm-hmm. And we're talking about trade deadline and we let's be honest, he's on a half year contract that does limit the options of teams who are willing to, uh, you know, give up prospects for him. Mm -hmm. Who should we be concerned about? Ooh, uh, I think the teams that have already been mentioned, like we, we just saw Indiana win a game against the Celtics. Maybe that, you know, they already had interest, uh, and maybe that interest is more now given the fact that they're like, Hey, maybe we're closer than we think we are. Um, Atlanta is obviously going to be in conversation with them. They were like the hottest team to try and go and get him. Right. Um, obviously, I could see Golden State. I, for some reason, maybe Philadelphia. Like I, I, I personally can't envision that because of the Nick Nurse Siakam like whole, I guess relationship, if you will. I can't see that, but I could see a reason why people could rationalize that for him. Um, yeah, more. Yeah, more. More. He doesn't care what his coach thinks. If he thinks he's getting talent, he's going to do it. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that's Ma- Maxi and 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 Siakam and Embiid. I mean, Embiid's that's really good. Fraud, but that's a great, it's mm-hmm. a great, it's a great three. You and know, they have the money, right? They have the money this summer to sign him. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's the other luxury that they have is like, yeah. hey, we can we can cough up whatever. I guess the Warriors got to think of that too, right? If though, let's say the yeah. Warriors trade trade whoever they trade, they they've. I mean, this is not a rental. You would think this is not a. Mm-hmm. Six months. You're not throwing away picks, and you know Kuminga. Even if Kuminga is like slowly not looking like he's part of the future, like you're not throwing that away for a 30 game player. I think I think that's probably the hesitancy a lot of teams have when it comes to Pascal. And it's like, hey, are you willing to resign? Uh, And are we willing to resign you for whatever price it is? Uh, I think, but yeah, that's it's going to come down to that. I mean, this summer it wasn't. There was no agreement when it comes to that. So. How is that going to look now? You know, I do think that's what it comes down to. It's like the price I'm willing to pay if I know there's a four year extension is mm-hmm. significantly different than the price I'm willing to pay if this is a uh, 30 game rental and like we'll see, you know, yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. So, exactly, exactly. That's kind of, yeah. you know, if it's a 30 game rental and we'll see, that's like maybe you give Kuminga or one pick. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know mm-hmm. I'm retaining him, I might throw in more, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to, to your point, I think Golden State is a place where he would he would be like, yeah, I'm down. I'll, I'll stay. Like, makes sense. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. We'll see. S, appreciate you. Of course, man. Of course. Sir, appreciate you guys. Have a great right. evening, sir. Good yes, luck. Sir. We'll touch we'll base when we know our show. <laughs> not, not, hey, not really hey, good luck. Not really Sho- good luck. And man, if Shohei is on the Blue Jays, I'm coming back on this yeah, pod. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> not going to be on the pod, but you you can come. I won't be here for a month. And Andy, so. Andy will be okay with him on the Blue Jays. Yeah, so yeah, that's he true. Just, that's true. That's true. That's, that's getting him to the other league, literally another country, easier to deal with. I would root yeah. for. I would root for Toronto. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Great, my man. Take care. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, my friend, do you know what happened tonight? Wow. What happened? I hit on my sleeper picks. I bet the uh I bet the first in-season tournament game, sleeper being the best app you guys should ever use. 
threw, throws out a uh, a hotline every now and then. So I got Tyrese Halliburton for over under a point and a half. Yep. Obviously, the over was the move there. Basically, free money. They're like, we're, we're just going to give you one to bet up your sure. parlay. And then it was, is Tatum going to clear 40 and a half points and rebounds and assists? And is Buddy Heald going to hit three and a half threes? And I sweated it out a little bit, but it hit. It hit for sure. Tatum with the quintessential big line and a loss. If you watch the game, you'd be like, yeah, I don't know if Tatum played that well, but that doesn't matter. I got my numbers. But what really mattered was Buddy Heald hitting that late three. Got that 6.79% payout, $20, turning into 135 sleeper fantasy. Well done. Well done. And for all Light Years listeners, you should, if you haven't already, use the promo code Light Years, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. Well done. Wow. That's good. That's good. It's it, you know what, man. It's fun. Like I was into the in season tournament, but it's it's fun to play a couple props when your team's not playing. I played the warrior props the last couple times. That's less fun. That's less fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little more fun when it's uh, not your team playing and it get a little skin in the game. You're feeling it. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time. National TV game is good too, right? Maybe sometimes it's not a great matchup, even if it's like an 18 point game. You're still you're still in there. You've got you've got some skin in there. You know, you you, you need that extra three to go in. So I love it. Check out Sleeper. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time. Because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time Guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code Light Years for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. What'd you think of uh what'd you think of his comments on Siakam? Uh, I thought it was fascinating. I, I thought it was so a couple things. Um the first one was it doesn't seem like OG's going anywhere, which I thought was interesting because it seemed like Masai was shopping him last trade deadline. I, I always find it fascinating that you don't you don't go all in on a guy that you know you're gonna keep. Right. And it's not like OG took a huge leap between last season and this season. He's kind of just the same guy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a good, he's good, good team guy. Yeah. Right. He's good. And I, I guess they were shopping him. And now they're going to keep him. It's odd. That was the one big thing. And then the last thing that he brought up, the last and maybe most important to me was Siakam's prob. If the Warriors make this move for Pascal Siakam, Siakam's probably going to resign. Like he'd, he'd be in. And that's pretty important because I think the Warriors and, 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 obviously wouldn't do this if he wasn't open to a to a long-term contract with him right yeah i mean so that that brings a philosophical question because like and i don't really care to go through next summer's cap stuff but 
if the Warriors get Siakam, they're basically faced with two realities. And it isn't this simple. There's always ways around it. But like the the broader reality is you keep Siakam, Steph, Draymond, Clay, and Wiggins. So that's five big contracts. Two super max, two maxes, and three guys in the twenty-ish mil range, and you got nothing else. That's it. You have no depth. You probably bleeded your depth to make the trade happen, and you have zero ability to sign anyone other than like praying uh, Dario Saric is willing to take a veteran minimum, or the trade involves one of Clay or Wiggins as collateral damage to make it so it's more likely you can keep a Moses Moody or have the ability to sign a couple players who can help depth wise. You're maybe you're not forced to give up GP two, that sort of thing. Um, and I don't necessarily have a definitive take on the thing, but that's kind of where it comes down to is like, do you want the four contracts with a little better chance at depth with the GP two, with a loony, with a, with with a Moody, with a, maybe someone off a of free agency, or do you want the five big contracts and you're okay if it costs you? GP two as collateral damage and that sort of thing. And you don't, and, you're not picking one. Oh, I, I, I will, but I'm just saying like, that's kind of, that's kind of part of the decision you have to make going into the trade also is what I'm feel saying. Like you want one. I feel like you want one more than <sighs> I don't, I don't, what, what I'm saying is you have to consider this in the process yes. of it. Like yes. you're acquiring him. You're either going to have to bleed off someone you like, or, bleed off multiple pieces you like and limit your ability to have flexibility. And there's always ways around it and different things, but like you are bringing a big contract player at the end of the day. The way we know what the NBA and you know, the NBA is always trying to find ways to screw you out of paying guys. So. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think the ways around that is probably, it'd probably be too late. Right. I mean, you could talk about the buyout market maybe, but I mean, that's kind of look at the Suns and what they did getting like Mm -hmm. pretty decent, uh, vet men guys to, t- to take less money and just be good role players. About as good as you can do. Right? I think so. I think so. Um, if I were the Warriors, uh, I would probably go the 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 latter. I, I'd probably go with all big contracts and just kind of strip the team bare and just go with what you have. Because my, my thinking, Sam, is that okay? Think about think about what you lose if you don't have Clay, right? So if, if you don't have Clay, all of a sudden you've got a team where you've just got one shooter. Literally, you've just got a team with one shooter. If you don't have Wiggins, now you've got a team with really just one guy that can defend on the wing, right? Like Siakam's not a wing defender, so now you're is losing. He I don't think so. I think Siakam's more of a four-five than a. I, is, I think of OG as a three. I think OG as a two-three, right? I think but, okay. So you're let's put it this way. Let's say you're playing the Lakers. Who's guarding LeBron? Can Siakam well, in that situation guard probably be, probably be Siak- Siakam in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do agree with you in the sense of I, you know, okay, you're playing Denver, you put Draymond on Jokic, and then Siakam has to be kind of a rover guy. Like I don't know, I hear what you're saying. Like neither of those scenarios are ideal, um, offense or defense, and it keeps Chris Paul on the team. Now you're just going to play those two guys. <laughs> like that's my biggest gripe. Hey, look. I, well, no, no, it's going to cost. It's going to cost Chris Paul no matter what. Well, so, you're talking. Well, you're talking about Chris Paul and Clay is what I'm trying to say, right? Because I'm saying, I'm saying, if I'm you're saying gonna, in the re-sign process, it's going to be hard to retain 
Clay and Siakam and Wiggins. Uh, when they I'm all talking about this to... season. Okay, yeah. I, I okay, just, I yeah, that's fair. This season, right? Yeah, um, I mean, there, there is an argument to be made. Just get it done this season and figure out in the offseason how you want to move. Because it's like, because, you know, this season is this season. I know, I know you and I aren't like the highest, highest on this season, but I still got to say, like, it's still a season worth – Season's just started. I mean, it's just the fourth sure. of the way through. Like, they still got to find a way to see if they can contend for a championship, or else you're just wasting a season, right? So, I think it's, I think I, I think I, I do it, but I, don't, I just, I don't know why Masai would want CP3, CP3 on his team. Like, that's so that's a hard part about all this. Is that well, he wants he wants Kuminga plus every other piece he can extract <laughs> from you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, that's what the question comes down to. I think I would, I would include Wiggins, honestly. I would rather keep Moody beyond cost being controllable and that being favorable. I just don't trust Wiggins. Sorry. Like I watched him be a clown for seven months in Minnesota, seven years in Minnesota. He played one good season with the Warriors and he went back to being that guy. I can, I don't care how many people disagree with me. Trust is trust. I've seen it enough. I I just don't. I, I feel like if they can move, if Masai overvalues him, just do it, man. Like, I, I just, I'm tired of playing the Wiggins, but when he's really locked in, he's really good rodeo. Personally, I'm just tired of that. I, I disagree, though I can't disagree with you being wrong if they make that trade. Because I think there's a pretty high chance that Wiggins probably isn't going to be that guy again. Um, but would Mike Dunleavy do that, I guess, is my question, though. Right. Is, is would they go in and do that? Because I, I think overall that the Wiggins contract is still a good contract. It is a good I, contract. I think long term, right? Because there's a shot that I don't know what you're going to pay, pay Clay, but I, that was a bad contract now. And, and what or, if it's a bad contract moving forward? I think. Or what's Moses say, Moody? You know? What does it cost to resign Moses Moody? It might be 80 cents on the dollar of what you pay Wiggins. You know? What's. Like, do you think he gets Vassell's contract? Just let's do this exercise really quick. Like, does he get Vassell's contract? Maybe a little bit less than Vassell's Devin, contract. He gets less today because he hasn't proven as much. But Devin sure. Vassell makes more actually than Andrew Wiggins annually. Like, young, just younger. putting just putting in perspective. So, my my point is, you know, if Wiggins is at twenty five and Vassell is closer to thirty, it's not hard to see Moody getting twenty. It's just not, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what you have to say. You have to kind of rate them as like, are you willing to give that guy 20 or that guy 20? You know, so. Clay's about to get 20. I I mean, yeah, but that's my point. You know, it's a little, they're going to have to give up in all likelihood Kuminga and one of their wing, even if that wing is Moody, you know, like they're probably gonna have to give up Kuminga and Moody plus plus, uh, CP3 or Kuminga and Wiggins if Masai values him and and all I'm saying here is like I, I don't know I think I think I'd rather throw Wiggins into it and gamble on Moody a little bit yeah, yeah. but you know that's I, I'm just that's where I'm at man yeah that's where my head's yeah. at um I think the Warriors should just go okay I am with you I, I think they, they need someone like him to shake it up a little bit I think the team as is is really um really stale. tough it's it's stale. that's that's kind of the best way to put it is they're pretty stale right now um, and I, and I didn't think, you know, you would think that them adding Chris Paul, um, makes them a little more, you know, got a little more juice in it, but somehow Sam, they've gotten more stale, which is, which is impressive. Uh, 
And my whole thing is they're looking at Wiggins to be that dude who injects life into them as a guy who's not 21, but also not 34, you know, and it's just not happening. I'm sorry. Like, I think you have to look at shaking it up in one way or another. I understand the desire to chase 2022 Wiggins for eternity, but like, oh, it's boring. To, to <laughs> me, to me, to me, it just feels like it just feels like college dude chasing a girl who broke up with them for eternity. Can I do the? Uh, that's disgusting. Can I do? That's sick. I mean, uh, can I do the? Can I do <laughs> yeah. the Devils uh, before we go to the next segment? I, I got some bills, but I, I want to do the Devils Advocate thing. I, I think because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure our listeners are gonna gonna come back and. And say it to us, you know, you know, I believe in Wiggins a little more. I, I do think that, you know, he's he did get hurt uh, this offseason or during the postseason. And I think it was a little worse than expected. He, he was out for a while. He's never been a guy that that gets super in shape in the offseason because he's always been in shape. I think. Yeah, because he's soft. I, <laughs> I, I think so. I think he's he's never been that guy. Right. So and again, like maybe. Right. That, that could be the case. But I, I do think there's a decent shot that he gets back to the level that he was before injury because that guy may not be the the fi- NBA Finals uh, Andrew Wiggins, but that guy, 85% of that guy, I think is still way better than so many wings in the league. And and I think I'd probably hold on to him and see what I can get just with Chris Paul and Kuminga. And picks like I maybe that's not Siakam and someone else, but I think I'd believe in that more. Um, but I, again, like if he's just gonna be gone for half a season, just random ailments here and there, is he gonna play on Wednesday when he does play? Is he just terrible? I can't argue against you. I do think I do trust him to to, and I guess they have no choice, right? They're gonna have to trust him for another one, two, two and a half months before I, the trade I, deadline. I think it I is. just I think I'd just rather hold on to Moses Moody and picks honestly. Like I, I, I trust Moody. I do. The dude will kill himself on the court. I don't know. I, again, it's not based in what he's capable of on the court. It's purely based off of feel. So you can tell me I'm wrong. When Wiggins goes for 30 in the next five games, you can be like, why don't you trust him? That's fine. I'm not going to be the Wiggins stand, but, but I, I think, I think I do believe. There's something there. All right. All right. All right. Before we get to the to the final segment here, um, Light Years Podcast is brought to you by Under Armour, Curry brand. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. Uh, we're seeing it every game. We're seeing it in the in-season tournament with guys like Halliburton and, and Steph's boy. Uh, Darren Fox. So this NBA season, rock with your favorite player. Rep his shoes on and off the court. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of his sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave scrimmage and rep UA wherever you go. Uh, the Curry 11s are also perfect for both committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes a shoe feel like it was designed for your feet, locked in no matter what you do on the court. Stop in your tracks with dual-density UA flow, cushioning, and traction, and emergency brake. You don't even know this, so do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curries is available now at currybrand.com. All right. Now for one of my favorites. Uh, this Let Yours podcast is brought to you by 
factor this holiday season. We've got about four weeks to go. You might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal service, uh, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Factor isn't just for dinner. That's what everyone thinks. Um, you can count on extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 55-plus add-ons to suit various preference and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, and ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com slash lightyears50 and use code lightyears50 to get 50% off. That's lightyears code 50 at factormeals.com slash lightyears50 to get 50% off. Factor is legit, by the way. It's a very, very much a lifesaver for me. Um, let's end on this. I want to ask you a quick question, my friend. Yes, sir. I was debating this with a friend, and I threw Ooh. a poll on Twitter, oh, and I was a little surprised how one-sided the poll was. But the question is, what's worse for a coaching staff? Consistently coming out flat and getting back into it only to lose, so that the classic fake comeback or consistently getting up big and blowing it at the end, otherwise known as the 23-24 Warriors? It's a fantastic fucking question. I um, mean, both both of them suck, just to be clear. Neither neither of them are advisable scenarios or ones we want. But I, I, it was just, you know how you get into an argument with your friends? And you're like, ooh, it's a fun question. I have the answer. I think we're going to agree. Um, I, I have my answer. I don't have the answer. I have my answer. Um, I think it's the flat start. I think it's the flat start. And I think it's the flat start for the Warriors because we've seen this happen for three of the last four years. And I think when that consistently happens, um, it's a very clear sign of a coaching staff that's, you can argue, wasn't locked in and didn't know what they were doing. And we can say that about that that season without Clay, right? Then you can say last season, uh, completely zero chemistry. Now you can blame that on the coaching staff or you can blame that on Draymond. Some of that's both. This season, I, I think put, it's pretty I clear. 23. <laughs> <laughs> I think pretty, yeah, correct. You're right. You're right. Um, but I think this season, I think it's pretty clear that, again, Steve Kerr has went all the way. And I was thinking about this driving to the gym today. He has went, He has gone so far into trusting his veteran guys that it is blowing up right now for him. It is blowing up. And I think – for a coach like him that has coached these superstar players himself through the, through the worst times and through the best times, I think he, he get, he's going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I think it's hurting him because he's trying to prove to these young players. he Because he, you know how he's a stubborn coach and he he's going to pull guys. You remember when Steph used to take bad shots and Steve would lose yep. his mind? Steve is doing that now with guys like Kaminga and Moody, right? And and Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond are still making bad plays. But Steve Kerr turning a blind eye. That didn't used to matter, but now it does because those guys aren't as good anymore, right? And instead, Large he's not giving center. any lo- any leeway to the younger guys. And so that's just one part of it. I think it's the flat start um, every single game that, that's that's hurting this team and, 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 and its coaching staff. I feel like you agree, but I can't wait to hear what you say. I'm going to say giving up the big lead, honestly. Wow. I mean, I wow. so I, to me, this question's more about what was more annoying last year or this year. Um, and the ultimate answer is yes. They both, they both are annoying <laughs> coming out flat and getting back into the game. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it, maybe it's one of those, uh, 
grass is greener on the other side situations. It's been very frustrating for me to watch a team get up 20. You have to be good to get up 20 and then give away the game because you can't manage it down the stretch the entire way. I've found that pretty frustrating to watch. I think that's a little more frustrating than getting out to a lazy start and then chasing a game. But I, honestly, it's two sides of the same coin. Uh. You know, like like this is, I don't know. I'm not surprised. The, the poll says 73% giving up the huge lead after you're up. I'm not surprised. That's what we were dealing with this year. So maybe recency bias, maybe that's part of it. 100% percent We're just bias. seeing yeah. a lot of it. But Sam, when I'm watching, when I'm watching the Warriors run the same offense every single game, and, and, and I see them score six points with six turnovers in the first six minutes of the game. What are we what are what are we doing here, Steve? What honestly, what are we doing here, Steph? I mean, we've sat we've sat here and we've said this many times. What are we you guys can't do this? And if that and if the offense isn't the issue, then then go break up Draymond and Looney and it, and Steph and Steve finally did it. <laughs> game 20 of the season. He finally did it last game, right? So it took him long enough to do that. Um, but to yeah. your point, how about closing games? How about how about calling some timeouts? How about sitting Chris Paul, not playing him 35 minutes? Not really a Chris Paul issue, but again, you can't play Stephen Chris. How about Clay? How about Clay? Steven, how about when maybe Clay up? shouldn't sit? Maybe Clay should sit. Sorry, right? How many, so stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, how about playing uh, your bigger wings when they're picking on your 6'3 guards repeatedly? Exactly. Like, you can just keep exactly. going. Exactly. I mean, yeah, right, right. right. And maybe, and maybe all this points to it's just not that good a roster. Maybe that's the end point. Maybe that is the end point of this entire thing. I don't know. Um, but you brought it up where – you know, there are coaching staffs in the in and around the league. And, you know, I'm going to leave Spo out of it because Spo is Spo that I think looks to maximize the roster. I don't think the Warriors are maximizing the roster every game. I think no. it's, it's they're, al- they're almost doing like a set and forget. But it's like a like a fantasy lineup, right? You know how you play fantasy basketball, you could do a yeah. weekly just set and forget or like it, it, fantasy football. Oh, maybe. I, I do know the fantasy set and forget. I get roasted <laughs> in the group chat for that on the regular. Picking the wrong ones. Um, because I'm I need not, to start I'm not spent. Oh, it's, I hate fantasy basketball. <laughs> oh, anyway. I, I hate all fan. <laughs> I hate all fantasy sports. I don't know why I do it, um, but I love my friends. It's just, it's just, it's like that, right? They just, they set and forget. It's not a set and forget roster anymore. It's, it's. Yeah. You're going to have to manufacture. You got to be on the wire. You got to, you got to see that. Uh, that someone's someone's sitting and you got to pick up TJ McConnell to get those extra assists. You said this Tuesday. many times, right? It just, you, you've, I mean, I, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is, is a small example. Um, maybe he shouldn't be starting. Maybe he doesn't need to play 30 minutes, but he certainly shouldn't be sitting on a bench every single game. <laughs> he certainly shouldn't be. Um, and whatever. We've talked about this many times. But. Yeah. It's the same show. Same show every week. Uh, okay, let's let's get out of here on that. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. Love y'all. We'll be back Wednesday night, same time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.